without any further ado, uh, George Tech Athletic Director Todd Stansbury. Todd, we, we thank you for being on. We thank uh, all the media that we have on this morning to discuss phase one of our return to, uh, to to campus and reopening of our athletics facilities. So, Todd, I'll let you go ahead and start with a statement, if you don't mind, and then we'll open it up for questions. Sure. Good morning, everybody, and appreciate uh, the opportunity to meet with you all this morning. Um, uh, really, really excited to start the the transition of uh, getting our student athletes um, back to campus. Um, of course, the safety of our student athletes and our staff is and always will be our number one priority, and especially uh, uh, in the, the the times that we're dealing with right now. And so we have kept that at the center of our focus while formulating our reopening plans. Uh, we are following the guidance of from the Institute, uh, USG, Governor Kemp's office, as well as the CDC and other public health officials in determining what our plan should look like, how to gradually uh, uh, bring our students back uh, in the most safe and appropriate um, manner that is possible. Uh, we plan to um, start reopening uh, June 15th. That will be uh, restricted to our weight rooms and our athletic training facilities, and it will be on a voluntary basis only, um, and it will be open for uh, voluntary activities. Uh, there's obviously um, a number of protocols that were in the that are being put in place to to um, create as safe as an environment as we can. Uh, and uh, with that, I will open this up for questions. Okay, if you could just go ahead and unmute your microphone when you have a question. Um, please mute it after your question and, and everybody else, please uh, remain muted as well. And we'll try to get everybody in. Um, if for whatever reason you're not able to get a question in, go ahead and shoot me something in the chat and, and we'll be sure to, to make sure that we can get you um, get you uh, uh, get your question in. So uh, questions for Todd. Hey, Todd, good morning. This is Rod McKenzie. Uh, I had a, a question that was asked of me of the, the wording of the press release in which it was specifically mentioned that uh, it was for Atlanta area recruits. I was wondering if you could go a little more into that and how that came about. Sure. Um, because we will not be, uh, our housing on campus will not be available. Um, we are starting phase one with those student athletes that, that are local. And of course, many of our student athletes live in apartments in Midtown. And so that was why the, um, why it was worded that, um, it's not, we're not in a position to just start bringing back students that, um, would have to be housed on campus. So it's, uh, really directed to those that are already, uh, in the vicinity. Next question for Todd. Todd, it's uh, Ken Segura. Hope you're doing well. Um, I had a question for you about uh, about the policies. I noticed that one of them, there, I didn't see anything about uh, COVID-19 testing. I was curious just kind of how you guys came to the decision, if, if I'm reading correctly, to, to not go ahead with that. 
No, testing will definitely be part of is part of our protocol. Will they be tested beforehand or? Yes. Okay. And then will it be any sort of like isolation or, or I know like other schools are saying like like um, kind of a, a, a like a physical or value like some sort of evaluation like like that is that also part of the process? Yes, it is. Yeah. So there is a there is an intake process um, uh, as far as uh, questionnaire um, testing and so forth uh, uh, prior to return. Okay. And do you have an estimate on the number of kids you think that will be coming? And obviously, it's very early, but you know, just kind of, kind of having a rough estimate, like the kids that are in this area, how many kids do you think will will be able to come out? I don't necessarily have have an estimate, but we are in the process of pulling that together because all of our activities will also have to be um, scheduled. Uh, so that we have uh, proper intervals, social distancing, are able to uh, clean our facilities in between sessions, all those types of things. So we are in the process right now of, uh, of identifying how many student athletes um, we, uh, we will have in phase one, uh, because so much of this will ha- not only have to be monitored, monitored but um, there's a lot of management that has to go along with it as far as the facilities and oversight um, as well. Todd, I know you're getting direction from a lot of different parties within the Georgia Tech community, outside the community, and so forth. How hectic has it been for you to try to formulate a plan on how to move forward? You know, I think we're we're really uh, uh, we. I think we have a lot of advantages uh, at Georgia Tech because not only uh, of the expertise we have on our campus. Um, which in many in many um, ways uh, we our experts are the same ones that are fighting COVID-19 uh, uh, internationally and so having ac- access to those that, that expertise as well as um, our, our relationship and our partnership um, with uh, with Emory has provided us a lot of um, of uh, great resources so that as we've been going through this process and we have two task forces one that is uh coming up with how do we provide a safe environment and keep our student athletes and staff safe as they return to campus and then the other one is looking at what do acti- what do um uh, events look like and how are we going to create a safe environment going into the future um we are actually able to draw on um, the local expertise, which is some of the best in the world, and then of course the CDC being here in Atlanta. So, in many ways, um, those are advantages that uh, Georgia Tech has, and we're taking full advantage of them. Ty Kelly Quinlan, I was just curious if uh, you've kind of looked at the big picture as well about you know, the timeline of having football come back and there's talk of having six, eight-week camps. Does coming back on the 15th kind of put you on a timeline if something like that's approved to, to, to go forward with having a longer camp period for football? We, uh, obviously, because of the situation with our student-athletes 
and all student athletes being scattered in their homes um and in, in our case uh, inter, uh internationally the idea of getting our student athletes um back uh, as soon as we can um and start phasing them in in a safe environment um is is a priority knowing the the runway necessary just to get back to um competition type shape so uh we're anticipating um best case scenario that that we're going to be able to uh open up as scheduled and so our priority is making sure that our student athletes um are are prepared to be able to do that and so i think regardless of what happens as far as uh either um uh whether camps get extended or not our goal is to make sure that our student athletes uh are prepared and ready to go um uh regardless what the the schedule ends up being hey it's allison at wsb i um i just had a question do, do you have a, a plan in place if a student athlete does test positive for COVID-19 yet, is that why you've kind of picked the date? Does that mean you already kind of have that plan in place? Well, that's part, the part of the plan is obviously that um, uh, we, we um, need to have our isolation and uh, quarantine protocols uh, in, in place and ready to go in the, in, in the, um, in just in case we end up with a positive test and so we're following um basically the the guidance of our um our, our medical professionals and public health officials on how do we actually do that what are we going to need um as far as space and those types of things to be able to do that uh so yes that is definitely being taken into account into in the um in the whole protocol process can you share what that looks like i know like some schools talked about they have uh it might be on campus others might be sent home what does it kind of look like for you guys or is it a little bit of both I would say um, at this point, I really don't want to get into those details because I think some of them are still evolving. Uh, and that's also a reason that um, we've used um, or that we've uh, made June 15th kind of our, our time frame is to be able to uh, use the next two weeks to kind of nail some of that, that, that make sure that we've got that nailed down. Morning, Todd. This is Tanitra Batiste from 929 Game. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Good morning. Good, good morning. So just a quick question for you. Not sure if you or, for example, Coach Collins has had a chance to really speak with any of the players since the announcement was made about the um, option to return to campus. But if so, what has been their reaction? Has it been more excitement just because you can kind of see a clear path to maybe getting back to playing this coming upcoming season? Has it been more of a, a concern or fear of coming back to practice or the facilities rather in uh, the midst of still dealing with the pandemic? Um, I haven't uh, spoken to them since the announcement came out and I, I, I'm not sure whether coach has or not. But in anticipation of knowing that we were probably getting close, um, I had a team meeting with them last week, or I met with the team leadership last week, and then I had a, um, a town hall with all student athletes um, just in preparation of that uh, 
you know, we're working on a plan to uh, be able to bring you back uh, safely and uh, trying to keep them informed of what was going on. And our student athletes, everyone that I've had um, interaction with and from what I hear from our coaches, they cannot wait to get back um, to campus, to train, to get back to some type of uh, normal um, life that they're used to. So uh, I haven't heard anybody really that is um, uh, uh, concerned um, about coming back, it's really the the opposite. They they can't wait to come back, and they can't get back fast enough. So um, I haven't heard anything uh, different than that, and I haven't talked to anybody since the announcement went out. Thank you. Hello, Todd. Hello. Hello. Go ahead, Mike. Thank you. Uh, this is Michael Cunningham with AJC. Uh, I just want to get a clarification on the testing. Uh, when you say that students will be, uh, the athletes will be tested when they come back, that'll be all the athletes who come to these workouts will be tested? Yes, yes. That'll, uh, that'll be part of the process of the, um, of the intake. Will, uh, testing will be part of that process. And from there, I know that Dr. Fauci is also recommended to kind of have surveillance testing you know, uh, occasionally sample some athletes going forward. Will you also be doing that? Yes, as well as uh, anybody that would exhibit any kind of symptom along the way um, would also, uh, or um, there will also be uh, contact tracing as well. So there will be um, certain um, uh, 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 flags that would um, uh, require additional testing. And also, um, during the workouts, would there be anybody, uh, I guess, outside of the coaching staff who would kind of monitor them to, to make sure there's compliance with, with the policies that you've, uh, that you've released? Well, we'll have our, I mean, the workouts will end up being pretty similar to what we would do in a normal summer where you have voluntary workouts. Uh, so re the requirements of the NCAA are obviously um, um, in effect. And uh, the, the major difference is going to be uh, the regimented timing and the social distancing. Obviously, we're only going to have certain amount based on space. A certain number of student athletes um, uh, can work out at a certain time. So it's going to be much more scheduled and monitored. Um, but as far as uh, who uh, will be um, working with our student athletes, it'll actually be strength and conditioning and um, and uh, our trainers, which would be which is a normal protocol to, uh, to ensure their safety. One final question: um, I know the NCAA has said that these workouts must be initiated by the students, and you've said here that uh, from what you've heard that most people are excited about it. But is there? A way to ensure that students this really is voluntary for these students under circumstances because there are obviously some uh, risk associated with working out at the facility at this time yeah and i think uh, yeah uh, and we're all we're all very very aware of um uh and probably uh hyper aware of the uh the situation that we're dealing with and so our coaches are, are fully aware that these are voluntary um, activities and um, we in no way would want any of our student athletes that didn't feel safe coming back 
um, to come back. And um, so, uh, yeah, I, that that's something that we're 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 very sensitive to, and um, we'll be monitoring that. Obviously, not just at the head coach's level, but um, at the administrative level or as well, because I think another component of this that we're very very sensitive to is that there's a mental health piece to this that um, that uh, our sports medicine folks are, are very attuned to and and despite the fact that we're right now supporting our student athletes remotely, um, our mental health support has been incredibly robust and we've tried to make sure that what they need, um, just regardless of where they are, they're able to get that. And so um, we're going to be really, um, we're going to continue to be very um, um, diligent in uh, making sure that our student athletes um, feel safe and um, are in a good place, both physically and mentally. Thank you, Todd. Todd, um, I was curious, I know the release said that, you know, you're not, obviously, I think your phase two is under formation. Would it be reasonable to conclude that part of that would deal with bringing back more of the of the varsity athletes back to, to work out? Yeah, um, phase two, of course, at this point, we don't necessarily have a timeline yet, but phase two would be um, more focused on uh, getting those um those those fall student athletes back um, as would be normal under normal circumstances um, to um, start with uh, um, uh, whatever uh, team activities would be approved at the time. But um, uh, so we're in the process of uh, in this phase, uh, this three phased approach is obviously we want to crawl before we walk and we want to walk before we run. And, um, but uh, yeah, as we start to go through the phases, it'll become much more focused on um, getting those student athletes, uh, uh, especially in the fall sports, ready um, for, um, uh, for their preseasons. What would the third phase look like? What are some kind of the objectives of that or the, what you want to accomplish there? Well, the third phase would be really being able to go back to team activities in preseason and um, and uh, uh, being able to manage that, uh, keep it safe, make sure that um, you're in, you're in a position to to um, have a, a safe preseason, but ultimately get your team ready to play. Right. And will incoming freshmen be able to take part June fifteen, like for football and other? Fall sports? No, no. Freshmen will not be uh, taking part June 15. Okay. And then also, is um, international students, I guess maybe that'd be a later phase, but is that a hurdle to clear of being able to get them back to, to the States? Yeah, I mean, um, international students, of course, is uh, is a concern not only for Georgia Tech athletics, but higher education in general um, because of uh, uh closed borders and so forth so a lot of that we're, we're definitely watching that very closely um, because you also have a lot of embassies that are that are not open overseas uh, so which makes um, visas and that sort of thing uh, uh, a, a fairly complicated process especially if you don't already have one 
So um, that's something we are keeping a close eye on, and we're in constant con- um, conversations with our stu- all of our student athletes, as well as those uh, internationally, and 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 working on plans to uh, get them back uh, when we can get them back. Okay. Another thing, um, I, I think I know you well enough to know you're not going to take undue risks with your athletes, but there's a, certainly a school of thought that says you know if. If the whole campus isn't open for all students, then why would you, you know, risk bringing you know, athletes back? And I'm curious just how you kind of wrestle with that and how you look at that. Well, I, I actually look at it and I've talked to our um, student athletes about it that uh, we really are, we have a, a great not only opportunity, but a responsibility uh, in showing how students can come back to campus. And so I see our, our phases as also uh, a roadmap on, on, um, on, on how the rest of campus c- can eventually get back to um, uh, full strength as well. So, um, and, and I think that we're you know, the thing about student athletes and just intercollegiate athletics in general, uh, we have a, you know, we we can get our arms around our kids and um, they're used to being coached and, and, and they know that um, how important it is that we get this right. And so I think this is a great opportunity for um, athletics, not just at Georgia Tech, but since this is happening across the country, um, really to, to help institutions um, develop their plans on how they're going to bring all their students back. Great. Thanks. Todd, I was more so curious with the, the new the, the guidelines uh, when it comes to cleaning and medical staff and things like that. Do you have to hire and add more people to your staff, you know, medically to be able to test everyone or, or cleaning crews? And, and also, I mean, it has to be, is it a financial, financial burden? Is it, do you, is this an unexpected, obviously, um, cost? And is, are you able to balance it out in another part of the budget? Uh, this will definitely uh, increase costs um, just because of uh, the sanitation, both in, in, um, in, in, in personnel, but uh, the amount of um, cleaning we're going to have to do. We're also um, you're buying new technology as well um, that, that can help you. So there is definitely a cost associated um, with with what we're going to have to do, but I don't know that that's going to be any different than any other organization, um, because uh, regardless of whether you're an employer or the public schools or whatever, we're all going to be in a different reality, and so that's unfortunately just part of it. Any estimates on how much you think it's going to cost your program or your your university? No, we're still in the process of evaluating that because um, there's also, um, you know, different technologies that we're also evaluating uh, as far as uh, uh, cleaning and those types of things. And so we don't, really don't have that nailed down. But uh, I, know, I do know, though, that there will be um, uh, uh, costs associated with uh, what we're going to have to do. Todd, I was curious um, with all the construction and those types of things that go on in the off season. Does that kind of pause as you bring student athletes 
uh, back. I know they had issues at Alabama and some other places with work bringing workers just around. And as you have the student athletes back, I imagine that's a that's probably a concern to limit the number of outside people that may be in their vicinity. Yeah, um, fortunately, we've uh, we've got it. We've been able to keep. Um, our, some of our facility projects that were our, or I'd say our facility projects that we had on the calendar have been able to move forward because um, the approvals were already in, the funding was already available. And of course, um, it's uh, because they're capital projects, um, the, the funding is from capital gifts. And so our baseball um, uh, phase two uh, will begin next week, and of course, um, being an outdoor facility uh, and a facility that will not be open to our student athletes, um, um, at least in phase one, uh, uh, you know, maybe phase two, we'll see. But it'll be easy easy for us to work around that project and and make sure that our student athletes and staff uh, remain safe. So that one, oh, that one's on schedule. And then um, our women's basketball locker room, uh, uh, our uh, project started last week. And, and of course, we think we'll be able to um, get that one done before student athletes return. And if not, we'll just work around it. So um, we've been fortunate in that our projects have been able to continue to move forward and we don't see bringing our student athletes back is going to be an issue because we'll be able to work around whatever projects are, are going on at the time. Okay. Um, that's about all the time that, that Todd has. He needs to jump on another call, but just want to uh, say thanks to Todd for taking the time to speak with everybody and thank everybody for jumping on on relatively short notice.